Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with attitude. What's wrong? The show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing, fighting monsters, and uh, just try our best to navigate through the horrible racism maze. Uh, Joining me this week, we've got Matt. So, I said I wanted to see more Bulk and Skull on an episode of Power Rangers, and the finger on the monkey's paw curled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, be careful what you wish. it's a shame that Balkan Skull, like, when this show goes hard on the racism, <laughs> they're almost <laughs> always involved, yep. which I know it's because comedy in the 90s, like, kind of didn't know better, but that's not really an excuse at this point. Yep. So, yep. Uh, we've got Simon. Hey, I'm here. And we've got Mike. Yeah, the 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 racism is always associated with Balkan Skull, as if they were afflicted with some sort of <laughs> curse that that one might associate unfortunately with an ethnic group of some red kind. light red light oh. red light stop right now <laughs> i actually thought you were going to go with the fact that uh skull uh, is part of uh, an uh the ss what are those called Nazis. Nazis? Yeah, yeah. Those, yeah. those guys. Sorry. I've been I had playing. really hoped we could go one week without talking about Nazis, but here we no, are. we can't. But Sorry. I mean, in this episode, it fits. I don't know what it is about the past 24 hours, but I have gotten into so many conversations about Nazi furries. I don't know why <laughs> that specifically <laughs> okay. has I come didn't up expect multiple times. Your sentence to end with furries, circle. but here we are. Yeah, no, it's a thing, and it's had to keep fucking talking about it somehow, and now I'm talking about I it mean, again. You just brought up furries circle. right now. That was all that, you. That is, oh that is like the, the most baffling sort of person on earth, maybe? <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where you look at it, and you're like, logically, that community is so big, these have to exist, yep. but... How? Uh, so, I, I have a question, and if anyone can answer this, Matt might be the person for that. You know okay. that that meme image that, I don't know that still goes around, but I've seen it plenty, and I'm not that deep down the internet rabbit hole. So, 
There's an image of like a furry fox dude standing in front of a rainbow uh, flag, like a gay flag, a gay pride uh-huh. flag, and also he has a Nazi armband on. Is that a parody or real? <laughs> I don't think anybody in the fandom can even tell anymore. Because how could those things coexist? I do those, not understand. I think it was originally. Just, I think it originally didn't have the armband. Okay, I think it was and originally just in front of a pride flag. And somebody, like, photoshopped that together? Yeah. yeah, I think who the original artist is has been lost to time, though. And probably they're hiding. Like, I don't think they want that picture back. No. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, you, can keep, you can keep that one. Bye. Like the poor dude who invented uh, Pepe, or whatever the frog's name oh, yeah. is. Pepe, yeah, fucking... Well, uh, he killed him, name? so... He yeah, did Pepe's fucking... Yep. We literally lost Pepe to the struggle. Yep. And that's fucked up, <laughs> All right, let's move on. This is getting too dark. So uh, this week in Talking About Things, uh, where we talk about things. Talking about things. I was going to talk about the the DVD extras for the new Power Rangers movie, but Luke's not on, and that's not fun. So <laughs> I'm going to wait till he's on next. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say I actually did watch them, and it's very frustrating because many of the things we brought up as specifically being problems are uh, are addressed in those things. But that movie is already like two hours and a half. That's kind of the problem. So there are there are like extended non-suited fight sequences, which is something we had a lot of problems with. Like it looks like there was at one point a fight like early on with putties, like way before, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, at like 50 minutes into the fucking movie instead of at the very (laughs) end. I think it was actually some of that stuff in the early trailers. Like we saw them like unsuited fighting putties. Yeah. And so there was that, there was some other stuff like, um, that, that extended some of the, the family dynamics that like Trini and Zach had. So I don't know. I know the movie's already long. I get it. But, uh, kiss between Kimberly and Jason right? that we were all really bummed out about when we saw it in the trailers and then thankfully was not in the final product. There's actually yeah. a little bit after that where De- Dean Israelite like straight up addresses the camera and is like, we cut this because uh, we felt it made her not her own character and made, or, or we got feedback that said this makes Kim not her own character, but just like the, the, plus one to Jason and we didn't want to do that. Okay. You know yeah. what? Good job. I wish you'd figured out a way to fit that other shit in there and cut some, some of the, I don't, some of the like comedy bits or something. Cut, I don't cut know. Some of the, cut the Jason's dad. Scenes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, I, that's all I'll say. It's a bummer. There was some stuff in there. I really liked that. I wish I'd made it into the final movie, but again, I understand it was already too long. So let's move on. Uh, what I actually want to talk about is, and it looks like this, um, it looks like this, de- uh, has been out for a while, but, uh, someone linked me to a stunt documentary, uh, for the original series, uh, put together by Jeff Pruitt, who is the action coordinator for season one and two. Um, it's called Behind the Mask. You can Google it, uh, and that'll probably bring up 80 things because that's a generic name. But if you Google Power Rangers stunt, stunt documentary or Jeff Pruitt stunt documentary, it'll it'll pull it up on YouTube. 
and it's pretty interesting. Um, you, there's a lot of behind the scenes footage in there, some of which is from like DVD extras, but some of it isn't. So even if you you're a crazy person like me and have watched all the DVD extras on the season DVDs, there's still some stuff you probably haven't seen in there. Um, and there's a couple things that I wanted to bring up from it. Um, first of all, we've been asking for the past couple episodes, how did someone tell the putties to be goofy as fuck? And the answer is yes, <laughs> someone did. Someone told them to come up with a weird dance on their intro for like starting at some point in season two, they were explicitly told you guys need to come up with like a weird way to enter the scene. Um, <laughs> And they didn't come up with it, I guess. They were, the putty actors were told to do it, which I think is interesting. All right. Um, There's a real good one in this episode. So. There is a good yeah, one in this is, episode. Yep. Uh, I'd, I'd say that was actually a good creative call. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like they're, those putty actors are pretty pretty good at it, so I'll take it. Um, let's see. So th- we had heard earlier that the, the the actors were told to just kind of figure the stunts out for themselves or that they may- maybe there was some light direction. Um, Jeff Pruitt showed a bunch of his, like, he called them storyboards for the fights. They're stick figure drawings, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, you don't yeah. need that much. But there was, like, some kind of loose plotting, I guess, for the fights at least. So that was interesting to see. Um, let's see. Uh the suit, all the suited acting, uh, they were in fact told to move like stiff, weird robots to imitate the Japanese suit acting on purpose, which I think is very funny. Um, apparently, uh, Jason David Frank was constantly asking for like crazier stunts to do, uh, <laughs> to the point where they were like, you're going to get hurt. We're going to pull this back some, which I think is pretty funny. Um, I need to push myself more to yeah. the next level of being a Power Ranger in real life. And then finally, uh, there is a scene where they're talking about the fact that sometimes the actors got hurt. Um, famously, Trini hurt her, the, uh, Tui Trang hurt her knee or ankle or, or something. We've There were a couple episodes where she was in a cast. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently, there's a cut scene that they discuss uh so basically, she's like, "Man, I hurt my knee," and she's talking at the at Jeff Pruitt, who's holding the camera, and she's like, "Oh, are you okay?" And Billy, uh, David Yost, is like, "Yeah, we were going over the scene, and I, I was trying to help her get into the scene and like uh, get sad and you know get some tears going, and I like slapped her on the knee." And it turned out that she had heard it, so whoops, sorry. <laughs> but the scene that they were discussing which is something that never showed up in the show is that apparently there was a plot cut where Trini had a huge crush on Billy that was unrequited. And he was after some other girl and she was crying about it. And I was like, fuck, we did call it. God damn it. Yes. Excellent. We put together all the subtle hints and (laughs) properly called what they were going to do. So that's a, that's a pretty interesting little thing that's up on YouTube. You can go watch if you want to see the stunt coordinator talk about that stuff for a little bit. Um, I guess there were also, I don't know if we ever figured this out, there were regular stunt actors for, for the suits for each ranger that they discuss. Uh, and some of them were also the putty actors, like depending yeah, on the scene. So 
um, that 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 was kind of interesting too. And that's probably all the really cool stuff in there. But you should go check it out anyway. It's interesting. You get to see the behind the scenes fight footage where where they don't bother to like try to hide the wires and stuff is always yeah. kind of fun to watch. So um, I'd recommend it. And that's it. Let's talk about Power Rangers. Let's well, do that. Let's talk about Power Rangers. Because it's going to be rough. So let's yeah, start. Let, let's, let's talk about Power Rangers. <laughs> so when we were discussing like behind the scenes with this episode, and you all were like, oh, this is bad. I'm like, well, I tend to have, for better or worse, I tend to have a higher tolerance for this sort of stuff. So let me watch it. I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, jeez. Yep. It's bad. Hey, y'all, y'all remember Madam Swampy? Yeah, it's not, it's not yeah. the first time they've been this racist at this specific ethnic group. That wasn't even what? that long ago. Nope. Like, yeah, that wasn't that long ago, but that was nowhere near as bad as this, though. Like, woof. Yeah, so this is episode 35 of season two, Scavenger Hunt. I fucking swish on the name. Uh, and <laughs> we open... It's descriptive. I will say It's the one we... with the scavenger hunt. Yes, well, we open in media res in this episode, which never happens. We never cut into the show like when the teenagers yeah. are already doing something, which sort of stuck out to me. They're all always like making plans to go do something, or they're in class, or etc. Uh, to but be, to be fair, what what could we possibly have missed there? Some kind of organizer saying, "Okay, here's your list. Find these things. Oh, go." Oh, yeah, but they, but but normally they show that. So sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in this case, we cut to uh, Adam, Kimberly, and Tommy on a scavenger hunt. Uh, we will later learn everybody else is also uh, scavenger hunting, but they're just not with the team. Um, Can I just say, it feels weird to actually see Tommy just, like, doing stuff, because it feels like in more and more episodes lately, he's just kind of, he doesn't show up or do anything until the fighting happens, and then he's there for the, like, the ending to just sort of nod and be almost kind of the dad. It's like, well, I'm glad y'all learned your lesson. You know, I do feel like Tommy has really not been in the show that much since he became the White Ranger. Certainly less than before. Like, he... I guess because before, like, the the main plot of the show was what's going on with Tommy, and now that that's sort of resolved, he's not, like, as central to every single fucking episode. big bro. Yeah, and which for a is while fine. it was the new Rangers that put the spotlight, so he kind of stepped back. Yeah, I also want to say this this threesome is not our normal like new Rangers uh split off no, from I know. the old Rangers. They're mixing it up. Well, I mean it's nice that Tommy's doing a thing with his girlfriend nominally. They're apparently still in a relationship, right? That's I guess. I don't know. We discussed I guess that previously. Adam is being a third wheel here, but really like there's there's like Kimberly's the first wheel and then these two bumblefucks are with her because this is the easiest scavenger hunt in history. And yes, oh my god, the clues in this episode are so fucking bad. No, yep. no, the, no. They say the scavenger hunt's really hard. Remember? Oh right, they really yeah. Struggle with this. It's red and has <laughs> wheels and get go fast. What could it possibly be? Let's yeah. ponder this for five minutes. Cards on the table. I've never participated in a scavenger hunt. Do they normally give you clues in rhyme for what you're supposed to find? It depends. it depends on the scavenger hunt. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not it's not common, but it's also hardly unheard of. Yeah, that that could happen. I could or I could see it happen happening. So rather. what what I 
Uh, I'm not sure 100% what the um, what a scavenger hunt is like. I don't know that I've ever been on one. What I was curious about is like, it seems like the clues are like red car. So they just need to take a picture of a red car. Yeah. I thought scavenger hunts were like, you need to find a specific thing. Not just like any of no, this it's, it's thing. It's usually just finding like regular, just common yeah. everyday objects. Okay. Okay. There are some that are like, you're in the woods, find this leaf or this like flower or something, you know, and it's always just find one of those in the wilderness and, you know, so it's kind of okay. like that. Okay, yeah. that's fine. That's cool. I just, but, I, I, I mean, one, from so. some of the shit that we'll see at the end of the, of the episode, if they're really going out and trying to find random shit lying around, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, because they like presumably have to kind of. Steal. Yeah, they have to steal yeah. it. But for some things, apparently, they don't have to bring a car in. They can just take a picture of it. Yeah. Which is <laughs> oh my god, the scavenger hunt fucking scheme. Yeah, <laughs> teens, bring me a fucking Bugatti. Yeah. Get it. Now, the red one. From that rich asshole Dave. So, they figure out that it's a red car, take a picture in front of it, and uh, Kimberly poses with Adam. I want to point out I love Adam's vest. It's, like, black with white, like... I don't know. The kind of looks like ninja it's very stars. Very nineties. Yeah, it's very. He looks 90s. like a stand-up comedian with it on. <laughs> he does, actually. Um, and uh, Kimberly's like, you know, Adam, I'm really glad you're on our team now. Okay, now, boyfriend. So what's the next clue? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it's small but makes a noise that can stop a game. People can also do it just the same. Yeah, this isn't easy. <laughs> All right, come on. I think I have an idea. Man, she loves this game. Hadn't noticed. <laughs> I literally figured this shit out halfway. Yeah, she wasn't even like, done saying it. I was like, "Whistle, it's a whistle, it's right?" A whistle. Yeah. And then <laughs> it, they, it, they take half the episode to figure this one out. God and damn like, it! Hmm, this is really hard. What could it be? <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, on the one hand, like this is a show for very small children, right? Sure. Yes. But also, but- like these are adult actors, and they're sitting there talking, like, man. I don't know what this could possibly be. It's one of those things where, like, so, like, on Blue's Clues, where you have an adult man going, like, where's the paw print? Like, I mean, that's a little different because, like, Steve's the only thing in that world that's not a cartoon. Well, also, that that is so clearly, like, of course that man knows where the paw print (laughs) is. Like, why why does... Why does Steve being the only person in that universe not being a cartoon? It sets a tone. And also, technically, he wouldn't be able to see it because it's blue screen or green screen. So he actually wouldn't know. But but in any case, (laughs) uh, we we shouldn't gloss over the fact that, like, Kimberly is really fucking stoked about this scavenger hunt. Yes. Like, everybody else is kind of having a good time and they're kind of going with it. Like, you know, they're being their usual sort of, you know, just vaguely goody-goody selves, but Kimberly is just fucking... She wants to do the scavenger hunt. She is fucking just jazzed for this shit. You just know that meme stick figure guy eating cereal is standing, sitting there going, it's a whistle, right after they're done saying it. And <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, like, it's... Going back to what I was saying, like, when Steve does that, it's just so clear that this is all, like, for funsies. But when you have these like adults or teenagers acting like idiots, but not so overtly that it's, I don't know. It feels weirder in this case because it's like, they're acting like eight year olds because the show's for eight year olds, but they're adults. So yeah. Um, so we cut up to the moon and, uh, Zed is like, Oh, they like games. 
Well, I'm going to send them on an endless scavenger hunt in the uh, through every Death. dimension in the universe right. or something. Right. He's like, just he doesn't want to say he's going to kill them, but that's what he's implying really hard there. Yeah, so basically... He, t- he talks a lot about sending them to another dimension. Spoiler warning, that doesn't fucking happen. Sending them we to never even see, we, we never even see a portal. Actually, this isn't the first time, like, that, like, Zed has explicitly announced, you know, that he's going to, like, enact a plan that we have seen before, we have seen done a number of times, in fact, and then it just doesn't happen. Yeah. In this case, um, what they're doing is they are attempting to... Or Zed is attempting to put them in, like, the Lost Dimension or something, which is the 89th fucking extra-dimensional space that Zed and or Rita has access to, so whatever. You could have just said he's sending them to the fucking Shadow Realm. The home for infinite losers, yeah. Yes. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, he he says that. We cut back down to the Demon Juice But, I mean, in practical terms, spoiler alert, his actual plan is going to be to turn a gun into a monster, so... (laughs) Yeah, so we've got, and then shoot them so hard that they go to an alternate dimension, which is pretty good, which, actually. Which just supports our whole, like, that is just an euphemism for killing them. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I'm going to shoot you with this gun, and then you're going to go to I'm an gonna alternate dimension. I'm going to shoot you dimension. into the other dimension, yeah. Yeah, also known as you'll be dead now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh... We cut down to the gym and juice bar, and uh, it's here we time go. for racism. <laughs> so, okay, so let's just get this out of the way. Um, there is a race of people that are, are often known as the Roma or the Romani in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Well, still now, but still more now, it's, it's in the nineties. We're just starting to get like the mainstream culture around on the idea of treating these people like humans now. Which right, it's overdue. They they anyway. used to be called uh, the G word. If you've yep. ever seen a Stephen King thing, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, they're a, Oh man, Stephen King fucking <laughs> loves that shit. Yeah, if you ever seen Thinner, you'll know what I'm talking about. Alternatively, the the name of the main robot in Pacific Rim. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yes, fine. But, though sure. that's apparently a reference to a different word. That's a homophone for this word. So yeah. Anyway, watch the Hunchback of Notre Dame if you want to see a nice cartoon <laughs> where they are persecuted and the guy tries to genocide them. So yes. there you go. So basically, just a nice family-friendly cartoon. Yeah, yeah, a Disney cartoon. Man, that that movie has a song where a man talks about how he, bad he wants to fuck somebody. It's yep. really weird. Yep. That's a weird killer instead because he's not allowed to do that. That's a weird Disney movie. Yep. <laughs> um, I and I like I know that observation that the Hunchback of Notre Dame really stands out for its like weirdly dark content is hardly a new observation, but holy fuck, it's really true. Yep. I <laughs> yeah. mean, they decided to make. Uh, a cartoon based on a novel by the same guy that wrote Les Miserables, so what do you expect? This yeah. is the same tone. They took a novel about, like, racial persecution and the corruption of the church and yep. tried to turn it into a Disney movie, and it's yep. like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike's just fucking just yep. I mean, Disney's honestly, gonna do that. I don't like, blame what can I put second. at the end of that sentence? Yeah, no, I don't, blame you for a f- I don't blame you for a fucking second. I mean, they made Hamlet with <laughs> animals. They, they do that shit. That's what they do. Yeah, have you ever read uh, the fucking... I mean, I'm not busting, like... I'm not surprising anyone by telling you that the non-Disney versions of fairy tales are fucked up. Oh, yeah. But, like, the original Little Mermaid, she turns into sea foam because... 
because uh, because she's not a human, so she can't have a soul. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so Bulk and Skull walk in, and they're dressed up uh, in stereotypical racist uh, Romani esque gear. I guess is that even what this is supposed? That's to what be? it's supposed to be, but. but it- the wires got crossed with a thousand and one Arabian Nights. Yeah, they also there. kind of look like bad Aladdin cosplayers. So, yeah. uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, here's the thing. If they didn't explicitly drop the G word like 5,000 times in this episode, yeah. you could probably assume that they were doing a Middle East thing. But even then, that would yeah. still be like, this would still be fucked up. Aisha, yep. by the way, uh picked up on what we're dropping down and when they walk yeah. in just goes well they've gone too far this time <laughs> they've really lost it this time and she's side-eyeing this the, shit so fucking the black hard, power ranger has... is more racially sensitive than the rest of them so that's that's good i guess so this has to be the thumbnail for this fucking episode, oh yeah right? well or when <laughs> yeah. they step out of the way and hmm, abalonia is standing there which yep. this character's name is the word we're dancing around yeah. abalonia like and, it, yep. it's it's treated like a title for and her. then bulk literally goes she's gonna use her mm, powers to help us find the power ranger's secret identities and i'm like oh god this episode Please, has no. spiraled so quickly and unless uh, you think Lest you think that Bulk and Skull are being, like, scammed or misled or in some ways by this person who has no actual powers, they treat those powers as if they really exist for the rest of the episode. Yeah. This is actually the second time that this cliche has come up and the second time that the person in question does successfully lead them to the Power Rangers, but some other thing that happens that makes it look like they were wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, I will give... But I do want to point out, like, folks, like... This is the first time in the history of our doing this show that there has been a word in the show Power Rangers that we <laughs> refuse to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so there's two things I want to point out. The first one is that uh, Skull has a skull and crossbones on his hat, and I like it. That That's the sure. positive thing. Now the negative thing. When I was Everything a kid, else. the way that this these people, this race of people was portrayed was so bad that I thought they weren't real. I thought it was like, <laughs> right. like I thought it was like I don't know, like Amazons or like a legend or yeah. something like that. Because the yeah, way it was something that happened in cartoons, right? And, the way in which the Evil Dead movies, cartoons and stuff portrayed them was so like not so fucking crazy that I didn't understand that it was supposed to be a real group of people. That's how bad this is. Yep. So yeah. Um, they're like, while you waste your time on scavenger hunt, we're going to go on our own scavenger hunt. And Billy is like, I don't think that um, she has any real powers. Uh, and the lady is like, you dare to go- to doubt my power? Blah, 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 blah. It's, it's bad, guys. It's she real bad. She keeps going, look into my eyes. And- and it gets it gets even weirder because as it is portrayed in this show, she may actually have special powers, which is just like, I don't even. Yeah, know like how with Madame Swampy, it was it was ultimately a coincidence because she was actually just giving them a coupon for Ernie's. Can you but guys... this episode implies that like she totally like did figure out where the Power Rangers were. The look yep. Rocky gives in this scene is amazing. <laughs> He's just like these fucking idiots. <laughs> it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she casts a spell or whatever. Jesus Christ. And like, 
she's making she tells them to repeat what she says and she says what's stupid about this is she says gobbledygook but then they're yep. too dumb to know what she's saying so they say shit like tweedledee dumb and yep. I hate this scene. Well, I hate everything things. that's happening. She says, <laughs> two things I want to point out about name. this fucking train wreck. Uh-huh. One, uh, David Yo's face is actually really good as she gets up in his face. Because he's, I guess because he's the nerd, he's being the big skeptic, question mark. And she's like, really, do you want to fucking look in my eyes and let me cast a spell on you? And he's just like, no thanks. I'll, I'll pass. Secondly, in case you somehow did not get the pun of them naming her Abalonia... Immediately after she says that, Bulk says, uh, salami. Right. <laughs> I actually didn't figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, of course you didn't, Zach. I don't eat bologna in my defense. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, um, I don't eat bologna either. It's a garbage meat for garbage people, but still. I'm pretty sure she's named that to make some kind of joke about how her powers are bullshit and this is like... Bolo- oh, bologna. right, bologna, sure. It's bo- yeah, it's bologna. But oh, it's man, I'm so fucking stupid, not that hard. Guys. Come on. <laughs> Don't worry, buddy, we already know. Okay, well, anyway, so uh, this whole... But it's this, it's this whole fucking sequence, and they do, they they dance around, and they spout nonsense, and, and the actress it, playing this character does this thing where, like, she says, look into my eyes, and, like, one of her eyes closes some, it... I guess yep. that's her yep. attempt at doing a weird mystical face. Yep, and yeah, then they it's... hypnotize themselves and fall down. <laughs> I think I think it's kind of telling that I'm just listening to us talk about this, and I'm like, geez, I really wish we could just like fast forward and pretend this didn't happen. Yeah, but then that would cut out like half this fucking episode. Yeah, and also like like the point of this show is to go through all the shit this show did, even the really bad, stupid, yep. bad, bad racial shit. Yeah, but normally <laughs> when it's bad, it's like corny bad and not like well. Okay, first, it wasn't, like, half the episode. It's only, like, a fourth of yeah. the episode. That makes it better. <laughs> I but, mean, um, and also, and- I want to go back to, like, like, think about how crazy this is. Like, as Mike said, this is the only time we've been, like, we're just not going to say this word. Imagine if someone had dropped the fucking N-word on Power Rangers yeah. in, like, Even 1994. They, they, like, in the like, 90s, they knew the N-word was taboo and they shouldn't say it on tv which is like good for them on that but nobody says like nobody says any asian racist slurs there is plenty of asian racism but nobody is ever like hey hey trini you're a you know (laughs) like that never happens but then they still go that way for this so it's just it's really bad and and also i i do want to say like if you're a listener and you weren't aware of how bad this is, that's okay. I didn't. I wasn't like two years ago. So yeah. yeah. Wait. Wow. That recent. Yeah, dude. Because I, I don't. Guess what? I don't know anybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, there there are yeah. not that many of them in North America. It's it's mostly a European issue, and there are some like shitty shitty things by European governments have done to these people in oh, recent years. Why? Not to get mad no, going about France. Let's get, but why let's did not, you fucking not do this? That. No, we're not going to talk about it because it's like really bad. Yeah. But like, so, so anyway, France. If you, God damn if you it. weren't aware, yeah. like. Go just go, you know, do some Wikipediaing, make yourself more aware. But yeah, that 
Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna get into it partly because like this is a comedy I podcast. We've already and we don't gotten drag into it. it down, and partly because I mean we're four fucking white guys. It's not really our. Yep. And also, again, I'm not gonna lecture anybody because I again I didn't know until recently, but now I do, and this that makes this so crazy. <laughs> so let's move on uh, from that, and and now that we've kind of gotten over the hump, we'll we'll continue. Let, let, let's say one more thing about okay. this re- stupid fucking scene, and it's that in spite of how terrible it is. Like, Paul Schreier and Jason Narvey are still doing... They're still working as hard as they possibly can to sell the bit. I mean, I bet bet neither of them had any fucking idea this was not okay at the the time. It was the 90s. No one knew. uh, Well, nobody over here, anyway, in in America. Like, that's, you know... Because we don't have the, the history with it. So... Let's so we on. cut to the moon, the the least uncomfortable part of this episode, where a skinless man is screaming at a kneeling monkey. <laughs> yeah. So he so he, Goldar just spends like all of the moon scenes on his knees now. Yep. Yeah. Um, He's submitting so Zed to Zed is, now. I don't know. Zed at, is, at, at some point, they just decided like that. Goldar's thing is that now he's just constantly begging for forgiveness, and I don't know when this transition happened exactly, but like. Yeah, whoever was asking recently, is Goldar a dumb? Nope. Not. No, no. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's very submissive to both Rita and... I mean, I know he's, like, scheming, but, yeah, he's still still spending a lot of time on his knees. Listen, Uh, there is, like, I I will say, appreciate just a fucking shout-out to to our friend Molly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just how fucking indignant she got when someone (laughs) dared to suggest that Goldar was a top. Because there's no fucking way he's a top. Yeah, it really isn't. So, <laughs> speaking of top, Zed has a really good line here. Soon, I will send the Power Rangers into the Lost Universe on an endless scavenger hunt, Lord Zed style. How may I help, my lord? My Silence! Eyes. I'll get to that. I'm not through talking about me yet. <laughs> yes, yeah, that is a good line. Yeah. So Zed tells Goldar go figure out one of uh, uh, the the scavenger hunt items I can use for a monster. Yeah, yeah, just steal their shit, and I'll turn one of them into a monster. I don't even need anything particular. Immediately, you start thinking about a red car monster or a whistle monster. Nope, we don't get that. I would love a whistle monster. That'd be pretty good. That would be great. We cut to the uh, Billy's yeah, garage. That's what we need, another fucking music-based monster. <laughs> we, we cut to Billy's garage, and uh, um, uh, we've got Aisha, Rocky, and Billy. And Aisha reads the next clue, which is a weapons kings use in battles past that hit its target from the sky with a great big blast. Yeah, and right away you think, right, kings of the past, medieval times, catapult or trebuchet or something. That's not it. They kind of get it wrong in this show, and it's kind of making me mad. You know there were still well, kings during, like, the I time where they were cannons, right? That's not... They still use cannons today. By the way, it's a cannon, and Billy just happens to have a model cannon that looks like a laser gun in a box in his garage because of why does he keep he does. it in like a a carrying case? That's I weird. mean, Billy has suitcases. a case of prisms, so yeah. this is yeah. this is just a thing Billy has. I'm sorry, we can't does skip Billy over. Just have like a fucking collection of suitcases for all his random <laughs> crap. We cannot skip over the fact that um that Rocky guesses a sword. Right. Which, like, he only listened to the first part of the riddle. He was still working through it. Weapon <laughs> of King's Past, sword. You know what? He lives in a world wherein swords do fall from the sky <laughs> well, with a big blast. Okay. Oh my god, you're right! That's fair. It's the mega power sword. Yeah. That's the answer to the riddle. 
So uh, they they decide, oh, it's a cannon. Yay. It also doesn't look like a cannon, as you said. It's like no. a laser gun thing. Yep. But whatever. Um, so we cut back up to the moon. Uh, and Gold- man, Goldar got dumb, y'all. Like, because <laughs> Zed is like, Did he uh-huh. get dumb or is he playing dumb? I don't know. So that Zed will that's, yell that's, at him That's more. their whole role play right now in this episode. Because Zed says, hey, let's uh, let's steal that cannon. And Goldar's like, I don't understand how that little cannon could hurt them. And Zed's like, hey, remember how I can turn things into monsters, you fucking moron? <laughs> this is episode fucking 35. <laughs> You've seen me do this how many times right now, fucking idiot? <laughs> like, I just... Boy, okay, yeah. Why does why does Zed need Goldar to steal the cannon? Why can't he? He just, doesn't. Like, zoop the whoop it out of. Existence? Why he, he could just make it huge right in Billy's garage and wreck the garage in the process? But I guess. Did not. you say why doesn't he swoop it? I said zoop. The oh, okay. I like the idea of on. like them just standing there holding it, and then Zed comes in on wires and just grabs it and then flies away. That would make me very <laughs> happy. He zips line zip lines from the moon right down yeah. to earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man, I just want to point out we're here talking about fucking racial sensitivity, and you just mentioned like fucking zoop the whoop. I can't even remember. Is that a thing? Yeah, it was a, an old racist internet meme of like a black face with the red lips, and it would it be like, "I'm firing my laser." Blah. Wait, was it? I thought right. that was a Dragon Ball Z thing. Wasn't that like Mr. Popo? Yeah, that was. That which was a, is no, that racist, was a, yeah, but that's I, I, because that was another bad black face caricature but, thing. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fucking is. We're just gonna name this episode the gang. Gets yeah. Racist, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Let's move on. So we've got a putty fight. It's fine. I don't know. Uh, by the way, someone oh. added the Vulcan Skull scene at the beginning and just put in the Always Sunny in Philadelphia title card right before they come in. Vulcan <laughs> so like, Skull a racist. Yeah, that would work. Now, I do want to say some nice things about this putty fight. One, when they first show up, ballet dancing. That's oh, yes, nice. they do have yep. an ex- another excellent yep. putty intro. Yep. Secondly, they do this bit, and like watching it as an adult, there's obviously someone like above the shot who catches it and then throws it back down. But there's this bit where Billy, like, fights with the scavenger hunt bag, Yep. beats up some putties, then throws it up into the air, and then, like, just kicks some dudes, and then, like, casually just catches it without looking. This is such a fresh move! Billy's the coolest now. Yeah. He, he takes the first spot. No. <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. It's pretty it's cool. Pretty cool. It's, it's a cool move, but Billy is not the coolest. <laughs> That's... Come on. So, J- no. just look at it. He's not even looking. He just, hand, like... Stretches his arm out and his bag just falls into it. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Next, he's going to be scared of, like, fucking cups or some <laughs> shit. Because a cup got thrown at him accidentally as a child or fucking something like that. And then you'll regret saying the words that Billy is the coolest now. The motherfucker He's was temporarily of the coolest fish. until the next time he does something stupid. Terrified of fucking dead fried could, fish. So can we like, point out the that cool in Power Rangers? He got over that though. Bad. He's not afraid of fish anymore. He got over it by stopping being afraid of it. Yeah, <laughs> but like the thing about it is he was afraid of it in the first place. Right. Can we so so can we really quick uh they end up the putties end up with the bag? And I just want to point out that they just run away with it. Like, they just I mean, run away over for. a hill. They don't teleport. They sped up footage, like, dash up They a hill. do not right. teleport. They just take the bag and run away, <laughs> which is... Also, there's, there's one thing we, more thing we skipped over in the fight. There's the shot of a putty jumping out the top of a tree. Yeah. 
and like, then dying. death from above and coming down on Aisha, but then it amounts to nothing because he just kind of lands behind her. Right, yeah. I, I thought you were going to mention the one where a putty kick gets kicked up into a tree and then dies, and the death animation is weirdly long and weird, and he's hanging <laughs> out to the tree as And he's it, dying. like, splits his fucking arms and legs off yep. first, then his torso yep. explodes. Yep. It's actually, like, really graphic. Who's yep. doing the claymation putty deaths? Because sometimes they actually did put a lot of work into it. I don't yeah, know. this is like some yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas shit in that one scene. So we cut back up, uh, back to the school. Um, Tommy, Kim, and Adam are looking for a whistle still. They do talk really quickly. They haven't figured out it's a whistle yet. Nope. No, but I wasn't going to read the clue again. Uh, they talk to Billy real quick, and Billy's like, hey, we got our shit got stolen. Fuck. And they also say, like, because they're watch rings, and they say, oh, speaking of something that rings and interrupts a game. and it's, it's It almost seems like a clever joke, but they kind of repeat the same thing in just like a minute. And yeah, it sucks. it's bad. Oh, Tommy, by the way, is wearing his... He's So this is weird. He's wearing green pants and a yep. white shirt. And then that, um, that like, army jacket we talked about that, that turned yep. out to have the, like, Normandy invasion symbol on it when we looked it up. Yep. Uh, I, I can't remember another time... Like, there's definitely times where a ranger will wear... Well, I guess just nobody else has have pre- had previous color powers because Kim's totally wearing overalls all the time. Never mind. It's just weird that he's yeah. wearing green and white at at the same time. But well, he's a little nostalgic, and like someone like two, two episodes ago asked him on that talk show about the Green Ranger, and he's like, "Oh, I kind of miss being the Green Ranger." Oh yeah, that was weird. Got his green pants back out. Yeah. <laughs> so I okay, mean, we joke about it, but like he can't throw out all his green clothes. That's just yeah. not. Pregnant. His mom would be like, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I need to get white clothes, mom." <laughs> I, I can't explain why. Just n- nothing green anymore. <laughs> so, um, oh man, do you think all the Power Rangers parents think they're super OCD? Like, just <laughs> what is wrong with my child? They will I mean, only we've seen wear their pink. parents, and they all wear the same colors too. So they, I don't know. Oh yeah, that's it's true. Genetic or I've... something. It's like in this house, son, we only wear red. <laughs> go back, like, go back yeah, to your room okay. and come back I've... out. I yeah. forgot about that aspect. What color of it. do you think Tommy's parents were? And no sleeves. <laughs> no sleeves. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe one of them wears green and one of them wears white. How much better would that have made the Power Rangers movie if their conflicts with their parents were based solely <laughs> around their fashion choices? <laughs> That'd be pretty good. So, um, yeah, the 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 fucking Balkan skull plot comes back. Um. The the lady they're with is like the Power Rangers are here and they are technically oh boy. I mean I think they they are they yeah, are they yeah are. no they're there, yeah. uh, but <laughs> yep. instead I, I don't instead, understand what's happening to Bulk. Yeah. Like why the, does well, he just they, fall they down? They hypnotize themselves again because whenever like Roma magic happens, they kind of fall down I guess and fall asleep and Bulk ends up with his face and his tambourine. It's a, very big left. Very oh, funny. Yeah, fucking. She has like actual hypnotism yeah. as well. Like she's actually mad. Oh yeah, this is, and she's actually correctly tracking the Power Rangers. And both the times where she tracks them down in this episode, she's actually correct, and they misinterpret what she's saying. Yeah. So uh, they just kind of stare at Bulk and Skull. I love that the Power Rangers don't interact with them in this scene at all. They just stare at them until Bulk passes out and then leave. Like and. 
Yeah. And I mean, I, I I think that's maybe the right call here. Oh yeah. Just... And here's the great segue here, which is Skull whistles at Bulk to wake him up from his tambourine, and he's, Kimberly's like, "Oh, that's it, a whistle. Thank you." It only like nine minutes into and this episode. It only took you like uh, yeah, I was about to say it only took you like ten minutes to piece that one together, yep. huh, Sherlock? So we cut to uh, Zed, who makes his cannon monster, which is called, like, fucking, I don't know, Gunhead or some shit. Man, the names <laughs> of these monsters are bad. They used to be okay, I thought, like, but... Sometimes. Not really. I mean, we used to get I sort mean, of the alliteration and shit with Rita, I but... I like Chunky Chicken more than fucking Gunhead or Flamehead or... Chunky Chicken. Let's get... Okay. Yeah, I mean, you got and you got kind of cleverly like named pun monsters as well, like Lip Sinker as well. I'm sorry, his yeah. name is Cannon Top, which is bad, but not as it's bad as Gunhead. Grant. Better. It makes me think of, <laughs> so well, I mean, I was gonna say it makes me think of Carrot Top, but that's not better. That's worse. So. <laughs> that's worse. No, oh, that's, God, that's, that's probably that's the pun worse. they were going for. <laughs> yeah, I guess. No. I what hope if not. Ca- what if Carrot Top? A what thing? if Carrot Top then? had a uh, had Power Rangers based prop comedy? That would basically be canon. Um, I think well, he's, he's technically a monster. Yeah, I think so too. He, I was he, about yeah. to say, I think if that was a thing and it was highly successful, I might need to go drown myself. He can use his pool. prop trunk as weapons against the Power Rangers. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you need to stop I, it. According to Wikipedia, I, Carrot Top's career began, began in 1989, so he would have been active by then. He also, lives. isn't oh, Carrot Top, like, can't he bench a house? Isn't he, like, oh, yeah, super jacked jack now? <laughs> okay. That adds to him being a monster. Yeah, I think. He okay. got way into bodybuilding at some point in the last century. and I don't He know. got that fucking grenade and just threw it at the ground and it exploded, and now he's all huge. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, <laughs> that's not I how... Yeah, I think you're confusing and Captain America anecdote with the actual origin of his powers because that's not how it happened. <laughs> so okay, um, we cut. I, I, before we move on, I do want to point out that Zed had Goldar leave the cannon in a specific spot in the park because that's just a thing Zed needs for his spells sometimes. Yeah, like when they decide that that's what has to happen, basically. So he makes the monster. We cut to the command center. Uh, Zordon is like, oh shit, what's up, Alpha? Activate the viewing globe, oh boy. And, which, okay, this is a little detail, but in the last, like, 30 episodes, the Power Rangers always just teleport to the command center, and and Zordon has already been watching the monster. In this Mm -hmm. episode, he turns on the viewing globe and is like, oh shit, a monster, we'll have to make sure the Power Rangers know about it. Good job. Yeah, Good. yeah. Weirdly enough, we've lost over, but in this episode, the Power Rangers and Zordon and Alpha are all actually doing their jobs pretty yeah. well here. When the Power Rangers get jumped by the putties, they immediately inform the other group that Zed is up to some shit, and they explicitly state that be ready to answer your communicators because something's about yeah. to happen. And and Zed or Zordon like actually tells them bad shit's gonna happen instead of just waiting until they figure it out themselves, even though he already knew. <laughs> yeah, and he even gives them like a quick rundown, like a fast snap rundown of like what the monster does. I mean, I mean, it boils down to don't get shot, but it. At least he tells them that it's yeah. I mean, it's, it's planning shot. to launch them into another dimension, question mark, Quote, apparently. unquote, by shooting them. I mean, they again. talk about it repeatedly, but no. no, no. Yeah. yeah. So, um, at this point... So, uh, he... an important thing happens here, which I don't know if it's the first time, but Billy gets to call this morph in time. 
Which is just a slap in the face of Rocky, the Red Ranger, who's standing right there. He gets to go third, but so Rocky yeah. is not the second in command. Like, no, he's not. It, he's he, not even the. Yeah, it's funny because like Ranger Wiki lists him as second in command, and I don't know if that changes later. But at least for right now, it's definitely either Billy or Kimberly. Like it, yeah. the new Rangers are 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 freshmen. They're they don't get to. The food chain right now. They don't get to make this call apparently. So yep. Yeah, it's 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 interesting to see that, but yeah. Uh, so everybody morphs. So here's here's a fucked up bit of uh, of dialogue I almost forgot about. Okay, that we shouldn't we shouldn't let uh, get lost. Uh, Zordon says, "Be sure to warn the Rangers, Alpha. Zed's plans have gotten steadily more dangerous yeah. since the new Rangers were empowered." Yeah. No, they yes. haven't. No. <laughs> They're the exact same level of dangerous, like. They've been slowly ramping up by like 0.1% more each time yeah. each episode. At this rate, in five years, we'll get a dangerous monster. They so, must be prepared. So they quote also just the weird implication that like the new rangers are the reasons that is trying harder now. Right. So they quote unquote fight the. Mo- oh, I like this monster's design. I'll call that out since we didn't get the chance to really. Um, yep. He's. They actually put some sort of. I don't know how they did it, but there's a practical effect where his little guns are always smoking, which is kind of cool. He's got like yep. a Dragon Ball Z scouter aiming thing. And also he has shoulder cannons and also his entire head is a cannon. And I yep. kind of like yeah. it. it. It's a fun monster design and it sucks that we don't really get to see. Much right. Again, because like What's... when he bends over to shoot out of his cannon, he looks like a pistol. He has like a hammer on the back of his head. It's kind of neat. But yeah, so again, he's basically a Megatron. Right, but yeah, but yeah, again, they had to call him Cannon Top because they can't just like it's a fucking gun monster. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, gun since guy. since we can't really uh, like have a fight, he just shoots and they dodge out of the way yep. until. Yep. Oh, hold on, we talked we talked about Billy saying it's morphing time. We need to talk about how Tommy says how how Tommy morphs into battle because after after uh, Billy, Aisha, and Rocky uh, morph. We cut back to the command center, and we don't actually see them on the other side of the morphing sequence. We just see them do the morphing sequence, and then they, mm-hmm. we cut back to the command center. And, and Zordon tells Alpha, hey, contact the other rangers, get Tommy in there. And then we cut to Tommy, who's not in the high school anymore. He's just somewhere in the park, I guess. <laughs> his hair is suddenly down. His jacket is suddenly gone. He's wearing a different shirt. Kimberly and Adam aren't there. It's clearly just a different scene that they must have filmed for some other episode. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's Jason David Frank just suddenly turning around to the camera. And again, it, this is most obvious because his hair is down now. And it's never down anywhere else in the episode. And he's just like, what is it, Zordon? Got it. It's morphin time. And then they morph. Even, even for scenes that theoretically, logically, should that they should be able to make without them feeling all cut up and choppy and weird, they still end up making the show yep. cut up and choppy and weird. Yeah, it's really odd. Um, yeah, so, okay. So at this point, they use the bla- power blaster. Um, yep. I guess to get yeah, around yeah. the the fact that they can't fight him, really. They, yep. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, get a big fucking gun and shoot the thing is... I mean, it's you gotta fight fire with fire. You gotta shoot the gun. I was, I was so shocked to see the power blaster come back. A because it feels weird to hear Rocky say, "Let's bring them together." Yeah. And B, I mean, Tommy's not they, even involved in this thing, also, and they, yeah. Yeah, but also they have that fuck off cannon now. Why would they use the power blaster? 
because the cannon is handled by the Dire Rangers in the archive footage, so they would have to shoot a thing if they did that. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's why. I mean, yeah, no, you're right. It's just like Jesus Christ. So, um, at this point, we've got uh, they, you know, they blow blow him up, quote unquote. He gets big. We get our our uh, Megazord fight. Yep. We actually get to see. Do we though? Do we? Well, I mean, th- th- this this giant fight is crazy. Everything happens in it, and kind of nothing happens. So, at what's the, so at the same weird time. about this fight, and is worth noting, is like Tor comes out, but doesn't does do nothing. anything. He's just there. Um, he shoots his like. Does doesn't he like shoot some like? He shoots his finger cannons, but they yeah. don't use him for like any of his modes, really. Yeah, Tommy says he's going to form the Ultra Zord, and they don't do and that. They don't do that. They do the they do the tiger. What is it called when it's the tiger? Tiger Megazord. Yeah, Thunder Tiger. White tiger Mega, warrior th- t- tiger mode. Thunder. It's, you guys Mega, are skipping over the best part of this, which it. is the Red Zord riding the Tiger Zord and like hitting the monster. Yeah, we've we've seen like that before, but only like oh, once. We, have. we basically get it's every fucking mode other than the one where the Tor just straight up falls on the bad guy. <laughs> other than the one that they call by name. Yeah. Yes. Because they call the Ultra Zord and it doesn't happen. Yeah, that's okay. We get to see that cool like Firebird finishing move. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's cool. It looks like the Mega Man Four get a weapon sequence for a minute there. Wait, don't they they form the Ultra Zord? The Ultra Zord is the one where they're in the the tour and then they like fall on the. Oh yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. It's a helicopter drop move. So, but but that's okay. I mean, it's it's. We get to see a lot of the modes. It's just weird that they call Tor out, and then he just goes, pew. And then, like, that's yep. <laughs> it. Bye, I'm Tor. <laughs> Bye, me. Bye. I, I guess they just didn't have enough time. Like, they had, three, you know, an extra 30 seconds or whatever. I, I don't know what happened, but it's kind also, of... Also, the subtitle's called Tor Pata, which is weird. Yeah, the power of Ptah. I was like, isn't yeah. that like an Egyptian god? What is happening? This know. got weird. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's, t- uh, it's totally. my, we get Saba talking. Bit. Also, this is we get all the best bits of Zords in this fight, except for I don't know. I, I'm I'm not gonna, I'm not going to talk about Thor. <laughs> everything else is great about this. Yeah, but uh, what's great is periodically throughout the fight, we cut back to the command center. So that Alpha and Zordon can say things that aren't relevant at all. Oh, but Zordon has a great expository line. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. That's what that's what I'm getting to. So Alpha just talks about the fact that oh no, Zed has successfully opened the portal to the lost dimension, and if that happens, then we'll, the Rangers will be lost forever, and we will be powerless to get them back. What are you talking about? That's not. That doesn't happen. Like, yeah. It, the... How how did the editing in this episode get so shitty? There's so there quickly? is a there's a old Patton Oswalt bit where he talks about doing comedy punch up on scripts and how weird it is because they basically want you to like add jokes where there aren't places for jokes. And that's what this feels like where they were like we need to add plot even though there's no footage of plot happening. Just kind of say things. And we'll figure it out later. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bizarre. So the thing Zordon says is, Alpha, we must have faith that Tommy, as leader of the Power Rangers, can use the Mega Tiger Zord's powers to defeat Zed's monster, Cannon Top, and lead them to victory. He says that for anyone who's just tuning in. Now yeah, yeah, like, like, hey, were, were you guys not watching? By the way, here's the deal. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy's the, the good leader. guys need to... F- 
the good guys need to team up with their robots and fight the bad monster to win yep. and obtain the victory and not <laughs> die. And, and just to be clear, he gives that speech while well, there are two minutes left in the episode. Yep. Yeah. yeah. By the way, yeah, Tommy's no, and they've already started fighting the monster. So they so what they the blow fuck? him up, and uh, you know it's fine. Like <laughs> it's just very silly. Um, yep. We cut back to the... There's this great bit where, like, the the tiger Megazord, like, shakes hands with the yep. human form of the red dragon zord yep. for a bit. I think we've seen that and before. And they, they, they shake their heads like they're talking to each other, but nothing comes out because the zords don't talk on Power Rangers. It looks kind of weird, but it's kind of cute at the same time. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's not as cute as when the Megazord and the dragon zord shook hands, but whatever. No. Uh, so... Yeah. But... What's what it does kind of reinforce with this season and just how, again, just how cut up and rushed it feels. This seems to be a recurring theme. Like, just no one says anything during most of the robot fights, mm-hmm. particularly by virtue of how the Die Ranger footage worked. The Red Zord is doing stuff by itself a lot, and you don't hear Rocky say word one. No, yeah, remember right. how Tommy, or I'm sorry, uh, Jason was like constantly talking during the fight. The you know and. and I felt like that added a lot, even though we, again, we made fun of, like, we don't understand how the Zord, the Megazord works. Having them do stuff like, hey, right stabilizer out, like, reroute power, that, yeah. like, it was nonsense, but having it just it's just be, going like, ugh, when they got hurt. Yeah, like, I, I've... Just fucking anything. I miss that. Make a Man, sound. This guy's Act really like tough. In there. Yeah. So, that that God. is a bummer that it's become mostly silent. I wonder if they felt like... So I have two thoughts. I wonder if, A, we know that they have to do all that stuff way before the other footage. Like, the footage, the the the, the dubbing that they did for um, the Suits stuff, they ran out of all that stuff way before the uh, actors left. Which leads me to believe that that stuff is done way in advance. So I wonder if that hasn't really kicked in yet for the new Rangers. Like maybe they'll they'll start adding it. I I don't know. It's a, I'm I'm curious to see how that goes. Um, but yeah. So we cut up to the to the moon after they get their butts kicked, and Zed has a line I like, which is I can't believe it. Another perfectly good monster reduced to scrap metal by those power pests. Did you see that, Goldar? Did you see what happened down there? Ooh, I can't even look. I bet he makes a pair of cufflinks out of him. Well, I haven't figured out how yet, but I bet it was your fault. You two had better shut up if you want to keep your heads attached. Yeah, I mean... We didn't do anything. Yeah, he's probably... I'm sorry, Master. Because <laughs> he always blames them and it never makes sense, but I like having him actually yep. say it. Uh, <laughs> and then we cut back down to the gym and juice bar, and uh, we've so they're they've only got one more thing they need on the list. Which did they did they show them picking back up the bag at any point? Because they're all of their shit got stolen, it. right? So. Anyway, and the monster presumably got turned back into his "quote unquote" cannon model. I, I guess, guess, yeah. And they got him. Uh, so they they run up to Ernie and also uh, apparently apparently this scavenger hunt is a competition between multiple schools. Yeah, they again they never mention that because Ernie says like, 
hey, there's a, another school on their way here, and they've got everything. Uh, so the judges are on their yeah, way. Central High. Yeah, Central High, which we've never the, heard of. Before. This is a citywide scavenger hunt tournament for the glory of the school you're representing, I guess. Also, uh, I want to say real quickly, many sco- many cities have multiple schools. This doesn't fuck with our canon at all. It's fine. Let's move on. Uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, one of the judges so- is on their way. There's one more clue they need, and of course, yep. it's... They're the colors of the rainbow, and they fight villains too. Find a picture of them, and that will do. Ernie, do you have a picture of Skittles, maybe? <laughs> because we're dumb. Yeah. We can't figure this out. Uh, no, but he they do figure it out pretty quickly uh, that, that it, it's the Power, the Power Rangers. Ranger. Um, and Ernie says, yep. yeah, I've got a picture of them just like in the back, I guess. Like it's in the back. I'll be right back. I have. I got it from that Alpha Road book. That yep. Alpha I, I, I love how much this supports right our press kit. That everyone just. It really yeah. does. Yep. Um, so yeah, they they go. Okay, fine. Uh, he heads back to the back. Fucking Balkan Skull show up again, and again this lady is pointing them right at fucking the Power Rangers, but because. Ernie comes back with a picture of the Power Rangers. Also, this picture is them in a fucking high school, like, like you know your high school <laughs> picture where you stand in front of, like, yep, a, a yep, nondescript background yep. and they take a picture of you? That's what this is. How did he get this picture unless Alpha sent it to him? <laughs> no, really. Alpha's press kit. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> so, yeah, um... Because, like, the thing about that explanation is it's not just, like, bullshitty headcanon at this point. It actually explains it ex- a lot. Like, there's no... Because there was that other picture of of them, like, shooting the, the power blaster, like, at the yep. camera. Yeah, there's, like, who yeah. the hell... And, like, who the hell set up, like, the interview with that talk show yes. guy. And, like, seriously. Oh, so, um... I just realized, I just realized, like, they've had to do these photo shoots, like three times now. One when Tommy showed up, and then again when he became the Oh, yeah, every time the roster changes, they need a new picture that they have to send out. No, not really, because they're still in the same suits. They don't need to update it yet. Well, no, but they need to add photos. They need to add photos to the portfolio, though, because even though they can still use a lot of the old ones, they do need new photos with, like, the White Ranger and the Green Ranger and what have you. So, because they've got this picture, uh... Bulk is like, oh, you're full of shit because it's just a picture of the Power Rangers, even though she's totally right. (sighs) And they have this well-rehearsed unison thing where they tell her to fuck off and I want to die. This is the worst. (laughs) So they take the picture and uh, they head out and go win the fucking scavenger hunt contest. Yay! And yeah, they go to the judges' table and like, Billy empties his bag there, and it's apparently it's weird chaos whether they have to have a picture or the actual item because let's see what's on there. There's like a f- uh, there's like a swimming flipper. There's like a baby yeah, swimming rattle. Flipper. Uh, there's yep. a bunch of garbage. Like the end so of a broom. They stole a bunch of shit from families at the beach, presumably. <laughs> yeah, there's a broom. Yeah, they did. Where did they get that one flipper? That's a good question. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like they couldn't decide what how this was going to work because, like the the Tommy Kimberly Adam scene was just take team was just taking pictures of shit, but the other team was actually like swiping things. Yep. Is that like how does that 
I don't know. There's an action figure of what appears to be Hulk Hogan. Oh, wait, that's not them. That's someone else putting their shit on the table. <laughs> Still. But yeah, that's it. And uh, they win, and they win. I like that the, the person has to go through the list. and like, like There's a team that thought they were finished, and it turned out they weren't. Uh, before the Rangers, yeah, they won apparently that. missed the Power Rangers one, which of course oh, that's some kind of skull wand. Yeah, yeah. So let's uh, let's take a quick break and come back and, and do some listener questions. How's that sound? How's that yeah, sound? Good. What's that sound? We're gonna do it anyway because I have to go to the bathroom. So we'll be right back. Okay. Hey, Philly people, Jeff Stormer here from the Party of One podcast, the RPG actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing games. You might remember it from the time that we played a game with Matt from Teenagers with Attitude, or Molly from Totally Reprise, or Mitchell from All Along the Watchtower, or Demoon Rules from Inside the Master Studio. We played a lot of games. That's not really the point. Anyway, moving on, here's the deal. Party of One is doing a live show, July 15th, at Amalgam Comics and Coffee House in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, at high noon, as part of the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. It's going to be great. We're playing a superhero-themed game. It's going to be so much fun. And if you're in the area, I would love it if you could make it out. And if you're not in the area, or you can't make it out, you should check out the show on SoundCloud and listen to the live episode when it drops. Either way, thank you for your time, and party on. Hey everybody, welcome back. So, we're going to do a couple questions from the audience after I... Before we... Before we do that, can I add one or two more things from the episode that we kind of, toward the end, we kind of brushed over because you had to pee so bad? Yeah, I did have to pee, but yes, fine, go ahead. Okay. Uh, during her final appearance, the final time she refers to herself, uh, Abalonia, instead of using the G word, refers to herself as a princess all of a sudden? Yeah, that was weird. Why Those things are not, like, equivalent, unless no. you're, well, I guess we did talk about that did the Disney yeah. Esmeralda, I guess. Yeah, she's a princess, technically, I guess. Go ahead. Uh, the, the other thing one? is, after the fuck up and they get mad at her, uh, Rocky, like, turns to Bulk and Skull, and he delivers a line. This is the least like a person Rocky has been so far, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> even when he was under a weird spell? Yeah, basically. He says, I just want to have fun. I, I can't even possibly hope to recreate his bad delivery on this, but he says, Guess you guys should have practiced up on your magic act, huh? Guess you guys should have practiced up on your magic act, huh? <laughs> and just his face what? and just... And also, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, that's a not a burn. Act. That's, <laughs> like, I don't understand. Whatever, fuck it. <laughs> what, how does that relate to anything that's happened so far? Uh, so that's, uh, a good way to segue, uh, into our questions. If you have a question from, for us, you can send it to us at teens with Tude on Twitter. Teenagers with attitude is our Facebook group group, or you can send it to teens with Tude at gmail.com Facebook group. Uh, and I thought you said group, and I was like, well, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so our first question is from Noah who asks, do you think the Rangers get together and have writing sessions for the one-liners that they're going to use? Yes. <laughs> I, I don't. Th- so here's what's funny. I don't think that's entirely wrong, at least in the case of Tommy. I yeah. bet you anything that the entire time he's fighting a monster in the back of his mind, he's like, okay, what am I going to say when I beat it? Because I got to get a good thing. If I don't say a good one, then the monster won't remember me, and that'll be sad. I'll be sad because 
because nobody will remember who I am. So I have to figure <laughs> out how to burn this monster. And then at the end, he's been so like nervous about it that he just says, like, you're bad. It's <laughs> 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 Tommy's fucking terrible at one-liners. <laughs> um, I mean, the one-liners in this show are pretty uniformly terrible. Um, like, but... If you were trying to come up with a canon explanation for it, teenagers aren't exactly super quick and witty most of the time. That's true. So, like, I, I, I mean, if I was a teenager, I had to come up with a one-liner when I beat up a big monster. It probably wouldn't be very good. I so, mean, let's be clear: adults really aren't either. Like, yes, that's, that's only true. a thing that tends to happen in fiction. Yeah, because someone I is mean, writing them. Yeah, with with like lots of time to think about it and not having to do it immediately. So I mean, I, I like case in point, our fucking podcast. No one here has ever said anything clever ever. It's true, and we have talked for hours and hours. <laughs> it it reminds me of a uh, sorry. Uh, I think a question someone asked George R. R. Martin once: if he's as good with clever put-downs as Tyrion is on Game of Thrones. He says, you know, the thing with writing books is I can take all the time I want to write one line and I don't get that in real life, so no, I'm not really as quick-witted as he is. And right. that's kind of the thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing about this is, Noah points out, <laughs> if they do, does that mean that they're sitting around spitballing monster ideas and what their one-liners would be to those monsters? I mean, to be fair, you could just sit in a room and throw a dart at anything in the room and there would be like 50-50 chances that thing would be a monster eventually. So I think the way they theorycraft it is it's not what the monster is, it's how they destroy the monster. So, if you, let's say, because like, there could be a ton of monsters that are vulnerable to fire... So if you just always take into account that you're going to be killing it with fire, then you just make fire-based puns. It lo- allows you to cover more bases at once. Why have sure. I actually put real thought into this? <laughs> I, I mean, you I shouldn't just, have I been like... so hot-headed. <laughs> I, <laughs> no. I like the Don't idea. fucking laugh at that shit. That's an Austin <laughs> Powers goof, and he does that like way too many times. That's a joke. Anyway, I like the idea that they sat around and were like, okay. Uh, what if it was a pillow monster? What would you say to a pillow monster, Tommy? And then just like <laughs> we just notepads. smothered your plans. Oh You're full shit! Of <laughs> feathers. You fe- This is what I not shit. That would be I, I not okay. The feathers out of you. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm just gonna point out just something just clicked into my head just because Simon brought up Austin Powers. Yep. Uh, Mike Myers in charge of the Power Rangers reboot. Better or worse than the one we got? <sighs> Hmm. I mean, has Mike Myers done any directing? I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was like the Wait, creative Wait, do you dude mean behind... Mike Myers, Mike, uh, the guy who is the Austin in Powers guy? Austin Powers or yes. the serial killer who wears a weird mask? No, that's Michael Myers. And I, oh, okay, you're Mike, right. Mike that is started Mike. his whole question with because Simon mentioned Austin Powers, so that's pretty Yeah, true. but I like my version like a lot better. <laughs> if Michael Myers directed it, he would just stand there no, if Michael and Myers stab directed, everyone. So. Yeah, was, no, if Michael Myers directed it, all the teens would be dead in like the first 15 minutes. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it would just be like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, maybe that's better to you. I don't know. You didn't like the movie very much. Maybe you would have enjoyed that. I mean, because I feel like, here's the thing. 
Mike Myers would definitely have leaned more into how goofy the original version of Power Rangers is, which is kind of what I want. But also, Mike Myers kind of hasn't really done anything particularly funny in a long time. So I don't know how that would go. I, have you seen the pow- the Austin Powers movies lately? Oh, they haven't aged very well. Like, there's some funny stuff in there, but... <laughs> it's very um, good or miss. Yeah, so I don't know. He's. I'm looking at his IMDb right now, and I don't think he's done anything other than Shrek stuff since he had a small... Uh, cameo in Inglorious Bastards, which I don't remember oh that boy, at all. I thought it was going to go back to to the Love Guru, but I totally forgot he was shortly in Inglorious Bastards. He was yeah, well, a British that was... commander. He sent Michael Fassbender to the war. I remember Fuck, that. I don't much. remember that at Which is all. weird casting. Why do you cast yeah. Mike Myers in that role? That's weird. Uh, the Love Guru was the year before, 2008. Oh, Inglorious right. Bastards was 2009. Yeah. So yeah, he has... That killed wow. his I mean, career. That was the huh. thing. Like, there was a time where like just every movie of his, in like regardless of the actual quality, was going to be a hit. Yeah, and like I, I guess Love Guru just sort of poisoned that well so hard. Yeah, he no one. Like... No, he he became like Hollywood poison after that. He did in one movie with Adam Sandler keeps almost doing for his whole career, and he still yeah. But Adam Adam Sandler's movies cost eight dollars to make. That's, true. That's, the, That's difference. the main thing. Like it, yeah. yeah. Did you see that that statistic that came out recently? That was like on average every Netflix user has watched two full Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> That's well, deeply. Well, well, that, that means at well, least one person's no. watched four because I haven't watched any. I well, yeah, obviously, you. but still, that is there. There, are, there are at least two good Adam Sandler movies on Netflix, though, right? Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah, that's right. what I was going to ask: is is his older stuff on there? Because I wouldn't say that Happy Gilmore is like an all-time classic, but that movie's still pretty funny. I don't know. Yeah, and the Water Boy. I I, yeah, I don't know if that stuff's on there though. If it's only his new shit that's the Netflix exclusive stuff, then woof. But otherwise, what maybe was that's the first okay? bad Adam Sandler movie? Where where did it start? Is it, it was whatever think, it was. It would have, it would have been. Big I think Daddy's, Mr. Deeds is like the line where Big it became Daddy bad. Is you can count Big Daddy in the good half, or at least like the acceptable half. Yeah, if you're being generous. I mean, you don't have to be. L- little Nicky was after that switch for sure. Oh yeah, and Little yeah. Nicky's garbage. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, so we've got. Uh, Happy Gilmore. Good. The Wedding Singer. Good. Yep. Very good. The Water Boy, which... Good. Uh, it's, uh, it's I'll, I'll still go to bat for The Water Boy. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Water Boy's good. fine at least. I like that. Big Daddy. Maybe. Little Nicky, which is no. garbage. Uh, and Deuce Mr. Deeds, between those which two. I th- yeah, Mr. Deeds, which I think is okay. No, Deuce Bigelow was not Adam Sandler. He's he in was- it. Was he? Is yeah, he, was he not in it? He yeah, wasn't he's the in main it, character. That was a Rob Schneider movie. But it was, it's not an Adam Sandler movie. No, that's a Rob Schneider movie. Uh, uh, Punch Drunk Love, which I know a lot of people like. Yeah. Um, a Crazy Nights, which is hot garbage. Um, a Crazy Nights was a war crime. Yeah. Anger Management, which is bad. Fifty First Dates, which is bad. So I think it's like Mr. Deeds is probably the kind of line. But Little Nicky came out yeah. before Mr. Deeds. It did, but that was yeah. So I guess I think you Little Nicky might be the actual line that was when bad yeah. Adam Sandler. But really wait, good, we, didn't we just establish that OK movies came out after Little Nicky? They did, but yeah, Mr. Deeds and uh, Punch Drunk Love. That was like yeah, his which are, short comeback before. And then before. after that, I it's just down. Wasn't Punch like, Drunk Love kind of a critical darling for a little yes. bit there? Yeah, yep. it is. Yep. Um, because then it's like because it's the movie where he's not trying to be funny and it's kind of a drama and he's actually kind of good at it and then he came back to stupid bad comedies. Yeah, and because then it's like Fifty First Dates, Click, uh, 
I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Oh. You don't mess with the Zohan. Just garbage. Oh. Funny People is a good movie, but that's because he d- had nothing to do with the production of that movie at all. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't <laughs> like, just one of many people in that. It, yes. Funny People, and it's a drama again, unlike yeah. the rest of his comedies. Yeah. Yeah. They're bad. Anyway, we should move on. Um, <laughs> Thanks for listening to our uh, Adam Sandler podcast. Yeah, so so I don't know if they... To, to answer your question, yeah, I think Tommy probably writes his uh, one-liners before he uses them. <laughs> How the fuck did that happen? Anyway, let's move on. Um, uh, Mike writes in and he says, you know, I, I never noticed uh, that... Um, the new Rangers and the old Rangers are often split out until Mike mentioned it. Um, and Luke said, had a good theory about actor availability. Uh, but I wonder if the old Rangers resent the new Rangers because they replaced their friends in canon. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I think they're like, they're pretty ha- shown as like being happy for their new friends for going to do this thing even though it doesn't make any fucking sense as we previously discussed yeah um they split up and mixed the groups in just this episode so i guess the lines are starting to blur and it's yeah they're trying to get starting to get integrated more i guess yeah i I think that that's the 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 reality is i I really i don't know if there's an in-canon reason other than just like you can maybe just say hey they haven't hung out as long like that's probably the only thing i would really go with um Let's see. Uh, Daniel asks, we know what a grim and gritty Power Rangers uh, reboot would look like, Power slash Rangers, but what would a grim and gritty Powerpuff Girls reboot look like, Power slash Puff? Uh, so I didn't watch that bad reboot with the Powerpuff Girls, so I might to assume that that's not the direction they took Well, it. that was not grim and gritty. It was okay. just not very it good. It was just a shitty reboot. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think a Powerpuff Girls grim and gritty remake would would heavily point out the fact that they're clearly mutants. Because yeah. I don't know if you guys watch that show, but everybody else has fingers and toes, and they just right. have weird stumps. <laughs> yeah. So also like that they were the result of a chemical experiment. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like they're not human technically. Would no? Would they're they not change, human. Full. Would stop. they change the sugar spice and everything nice? Would it be something else now? Would it be like? Uh, it would, yeah. It'd be like uh, you know. Plutonium two thirty eight and <laughs> salt. And... I mean, they they lean into the chemical X thing and yeah. like sugar and spice would be acronyms. Oh my god, it would be based <laughs> off of like DNA samples of his dead wife or some shit. Absolutely, <laughs> or, like, and his it would daughter. be and they would basically be like super mutants from fucking Fallout. Is yeah, what I think. like I was I was trying to bring my daughter Clarabel Utonium back to life. Yeah, exactly. But I went went too far. Yeah, exactly. She dies in like a car crash. I have played God. (laughs) Mojo Jojo would have a whole like modern Planet of the Apes arc with the one with Andy. Oh, Mojo Jojo would totally have been the prototype for whatever created. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He would have like experimented on Mojo, and then he like gets out and he's like, "I have to do it. It's now is my only chance." And he like fucking oh god, this is such a terrible. And and him idea. would be exactly the same. Not not a thing would be changed about him. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Him is already creepy as fuck. Yep. So yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's like. I I I think whenever you do a grim and gritty reboot of something that doesn't deserve a grim and gritty reboot, they always tend to like 
like that power slash rangers thing was all about like isn't it weird that they're child soldiers which like is it is a fair point, except it's a Wait, it's a children's show. Hold like, on, yeah. I'm actually gonna hit the brakes on the fact that we just sort of said, "Yeah, him was creepy," and then moved on. Like, okay, yeah, the whole joke was... of him is like he's he's creepy in a gender bending sort of way it's... that hasn't aged super well. I agree. yeah, yeah. maybe cut that part out. That's true, but I also remember him also just genuinely. I mean, being he really he speaks creepy. very friend in a very friendly manner and very genial to people and tries to trick them into selling their souls and coming to hell with him. So. And he has like like weird fucking like lobster. He's claws. also got yeah. lobster claws. Yeah, like right. yeah, he's no, not, he's creepy beyond that. Like yes, yeah, that's that's bad. That you should. That's bad, say. but that like wasn't the only reason him was creepy. Yeah. yeah. Th- th- thank you though, uh, Mike, for pointing that out. Uh, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, so the, what I was going to say is like, they always pick apart something that you shouldn't pick apart. And that's yeah. what makes it grim and gritty. So like, it would definitely be the fact that they're weird mutants. Or I mean, like, Evangelion is that done to Gundam, basically. So that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's true. That happens. Okay. That's a fair point. Um, uh, our buddy Eric writes in and say says, "How would you answer a kid ask a kid who asks you if Santa is real?" Uh, so Simon is the oh, only God. one okay. of us who'll, who'll have to answer this in Listen, probably the near we've future. We've already decided that we are not gonna perpetuate the Santa myth with our. Son. Oh, you motherfucker! I'm you sorry, monster. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just a thing that we decided that it was better to you know. Now, you know, now, now, okay, now by. Saying that, do you... Okay. I mean, you know that inevitably, like, another kid at school is going to ask no, him we're, about No, we're not going to pretend that's, that no one has invented Santa and that, you know, we're going to explain the thing, but we're not going to pretend that this magical being, like, comes and gives a present. Well, I guess what I mean is, like, there's a difference between, like, I'm just not going to talk about it, and then when he asks, we tell him the answer, or, like, as soon as he's two, you go, like, now listen. Santa's not real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I mean, we're not going to hide the fact that we're the ones getting the presents. And that's. I think that's totally fine. Yeah. Like, as soon as they ask, just yeah. explain and it to it's them. It's not going like, to be a thing where if he asks about Santa, we're going to be like, no, listen, you little shit, nothing. Like, <laughs> life is harder than this, and you don't get a free handouts, and this is the real life, and yeah, that's, not, that's not the way yeah, we're going I, with it. I think that that's fair. I think there's a, there's a line between, like... Uh, like continuing to obfuscate until they're like 10 or 12 or whatever and just like i actually have friends who've told their kids at like three there's no such thing as santa and to me that's a little aggressive like i I feel like that's a little unfair santa real no you stupid idiot (laughs) three-year-old i fucking believe that shit we don't want there to be the sad moment where they think they grew up thinking santa is real and then they're disillusioned and it's very disappointing and we just kind of want to like lay the cards down on the table before all of that happens i think that's fair yeah for me if it wasn't my kid so the thing for me is i'm not planning on having kids and Mm -hmm. if someone else's child asked me if santa was real i would be like absolutely because if i tell you no situation where you stare intently at the parents and try to get hints and right like what do i say if you fuck that up those people will never talk to you again yeah right like that's that could be go really badly Kids are curious, and if the parents are being evasive about it, they'll go around and ask other people to try to get a straight answer out of someone, and yeah. 
So we're trying to avoid that also. So my my play is I say, no, Santa's not real, but the boogeyman is. <laughs> <laughs> Only the bad stuff. The monster is real. Santa, nope. Yeah. So let me go around uh, the horn. How'd you all find out Santa wasn't real? My older brother told me. Yeah? Uh, yeah. I think some other kids, I was in probably first grade or something, like they laid it out for me, I guess, and said, it's not real, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Even so you didn't, like, like confront your parents? You were just like, no, oh, yeah. No, not really. I was like, my parents were said, like, taught me about Santa and everything, and I believed it up until someone actually directly challenged it. And I was like, oh, you know what? You're saying that now, and it makes more sense, and you're right. And it's like, it wasn't a big deal, but, you know. Fair enough. Mike, do you remember? Either figured it out really young or never believed it to begin with. I'm not sure. I actually don't remember back far enough to remember when I figured it out. That's fair. I remember because uh, I remember it kind of like Simon says, uh, I, I was visiting friends um, around Christmas who lived in a, an apartment. And I was like, how does Santa get in? And they were, they were like, there's no such thing as Santa. <laughs> there's no way he would get in this like... We're on the second floor of a fifth five floor building. Like, what do you? How is? How would he get in here? And I'm like, fuck, that's a good point. <laughs> so, so yeah, Eric, that was I know. Mine. Wait, no, probably better not to blow up his spot on here. But I guess I, if you okay, let, let's ask Eric if he wants me if he wants this part to be edited out. Uh, okay, you have to figure it out for yourself, buddy. And uh, yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Easy. Wait, do you, I, yeah. Was that Eric fishing for advice? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, and I don't yeah. know if he wants like us to mention it on the podcast either. But there Fair you go, that's him. All right, well, I got one left uh, because our listeners are either the best or the worst, and I can't decide yet. Yeah, they're both. Rose asks: Is a snow cone a drink or a food? <laughs> are they for thirsty people or for hungry people? What oh, about God. slushies or those freezy ice tube pops? Uh, and finally, at what ice liquid ratio does something change from a food into a drink? All right, all right, all right, all right, <laughs> all right. It's a drink if you can suck it through a straw. If it's okay, more solid than that, it's a food. Yeah. Okay. That, Damn. I you know what? Yeah. Because some some places will give you a milkshake with a spoon, I know, and I that's know. ice cream. It's like there's there's like, an ambiguous thing, and it's kind of you have to go by feel there because some ice cream is soft enough that you could like suck it up with a straw. And no, but I agree with you. Like I think if someone gives me a milkshake and I have to eat it with a spoon, that's ice cream. That's not a right. milkshake. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with that. I agree so, with you. So, uh, snow cone would be food, but it's not really for hungry people because it's not going to fill you up very much. So <laughs> just cool yeah, you up if you're really hot, and also it's sweet. So there you go. And Fuck. Then what, 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 Nailed slush it. Is a drink. Yeah. Also, is ice cream soup? Nope. Yeah. Off, I don't. I can't up. really. It could eventually become soup. It yeah. Can, yeah. <laughs> ice cream is not soup. It can become cream. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I can't really get behind that one, Rose. I'm sorry. I don't think I could go down that route. Um, what is a milkshake soup? Nope. No, a milkshake is a drink, I yeah, think, it's unless drink. it's too hard to eat to suck through a straw, at which point but it's ice can, cream. But you can yep. eat some soups through straws. But a soup, we're not talking about soup here. Soup is a different thing. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> we got sucked back into I it. I fucked it. I fucked it up. <laughs> I, when, I, when I talked about how much I did care for soup, I was like, man, I don't want to eat something that's mostly water. And you guys were like, oh, Mike, you you 
dickhole said some. Also, your opinion is still shitty and wrong. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's a bad opinion. That sucks. You, pr- you probably good. can't your suck every component of a soup through a straw. No, you I guess fucking I... can't because soups are an incredibly wide and diverse food type. Yeah. And there are hundreds and hundreds of ways you can combine them, which is why soup is good. Someone recently, I think in our Slack chat, we were talking about soup uh, and whether, what was it, like, is cereal a soup? Yeah, that's, that's and, fucked up. And that was... I, I, like, so the problem is that... I mean, diction- at this point, these aren't, these aren't philosophical discussions or even semantic discussions. These are just people trying to come up with the wildest shit they can yeah, possibly They're trying to trip us other. up and, like, to break us. The thing is that, like, a sandwich at least has kind of a definition in that it it's something between two pieces of bread, which is a right. wide range, but, like, yep. still pretty definite. Mm-hmm. Soup, if you go to dictionary.com and look up the definition for soup, it says a liquid food. Yeah. Thanks, motherfucker. <laughs> like, that does not help. Applesauce is <laughs> equal soup. Yeah. So, like, in that Noted case. Noted source of, of, of solid reliable information urban dictionary no i said dictionary.com not urban oh. dictionary no <laughs> urban dictionary would have said a soup is like some sjw thing that is trying to like corrupt you with or it's a sex stuff. act involving pooping on someone yeah that would be right. the other <laughs> i mean the two directions I saw someone been... trying to make the case yesterday that ravioli was a sandwich so i mean that Fuck. person should be at. shot <laughs> That person's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Uh, I will go. I do like your answer for when something yeah. goes from a, a that, drink. That's to a good a food, line, though. at least for frozen treats. I don't know. Like, if I haven't thought all the ramifications regarding soup and cereal and whatever the shit else, but or oatmeal or whatever. But there you go. Can, oh God. Yeah, you could probably get oatmeal through a straw. You can probably, but I was thinking of frozen treats in that instance. Also. Rose okay. Rose has a uh, a PS, uh, which is that Lanky Kong is the best Kong because he has that arm hop move where you can mash wrong fast like tumbling in Ocarina of Time. Thank I you. fight you haters, trombones for life. Yep. <laughs> so thank you, Rose. I, I just want to point out that that's my sister. Oh, is it? Okay, I didn't oh, know. Oh, she's great. She has well, good fantastic. taste in Kongs. Good. Um, but I I don't I I kind of get. I got the itch to go play Donkey Kong 64 the I other know. day. Listen, fight it. Fight that itch. Because I, I played not... ukulele and it was really disappointing. Yeah. And I, I thought you were okay with ukulele. I liked the first level a lot. And then I realized that that was everything that was going to be in the game, basically. Like, there's, Zach, there's like... What? Zach, that is exactly what will happen if you play DK64. Really? Yeah. That's okay. a Yeah, no, that game... The, the thing about ukulele that people didn't like is, for better and worse, it plays just like those games. Yeah. That's what those games well, but, play like. But, don't, but the thing is, yeah, like... like when, you st- when you start DK64 and you're running around and you're learning your moves, and then you get to Jungle Japes and you do the thing, maybe you climb the tree and swing the vines across, and then you're you're, you're learning, like, how everything works, then you, you meet Funky Kong for the first time. Maybe free did. You're like, oh, okay, I can unlock more characters. This is cool. Maybe, maybe you find the bit with, uh, with Rambi. You know, like it's just, it's like, oh man, everything's so neat. And then you get to more levels and you get more Kongs and you realize, you realize, oh god, <laughs> I'm gonna have to comb every inch of every level five times and play all these. Oh, that see games. that part. And sucks. like, there's so yeah. little, just yeah. actual, just fucking running around. Like platforming, it's just fucking you meander aimlessly. So, so I, I, 
it's funny because I did actually like getting ready to play ukulele. I replayed Banjo Kazooie, and I still really like that game. It's yeah, definitely got problems. Okay. I mean, but okay, okay, hang on. Zach, what? I'm gonna whisper yes. something to you right now. Shh. Donkey Kong sixty four isn't that bad. Okay. <laughs> I want to try. I want to try it again, not, but it's like, but I did it, forget it, about the fact that you have to have specific Kongs to do that. stuff. There's and that. That, that, that. That part is not false. It's it's not a great game. It's not a masterpiece. It's just not that bad. It's certainly fucking better than Sonic Adventures. But but so. Matt, the thing that no, the, the thing that killed the thing that killed Ukulele for me is there's literally like three enemy types in that entire game. Like the the. The the le- uh, the amount of stuff that you do in that game is extremely small. There's very little variety. Fair um, enough. And that's the sort of game where I could see a lack of enemy variety being really bad, or also maybe a non-issue, depending on how prevalent the platforming was. Yeah, it, which I haven't played the game, so I can't make a judgment. It, it's a bummer. I, I I still like those types of games. I hope Had in Time is better. Because that thing's been in development for like four or five years at this point, so I hope it's yeah. good. <laughs> it should be coming yeah, out I, later this year. Cool. I was really rooting for Ukulele to be to yeah. be better because, like, I want to see the 3D platformer come back. Yeah, I, really I like those games, but and that, I mean, like, and... we know they can be good because people are shitting themselves about Mario Odyssey right now. Right, I know so. th- that's the thing that. Nintendo took a look at the N64 era platformers. They made one more of those. It was Sunshine, and it was kind of the tail end of what you could get away with in that genre. And then they went, okay, let's do something else. And they've been doing something else this whole time. And it's super, super great. So, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Anyway, that, that's our uh, that's our 3D platformer segment. <laughs> and I don't... Also, I'm really, really sad that I don't have a PS4 because I really want to play that Crash remake. I really do. You fucking don't. weirdo. <laughs> I'm sad I don't have a Switch because fucking Ubisoft holds the license for Tetris on the PC, which means we won't get Puyo Puyo Tetris, so we can get more shitty versions of Tetris that have microtransactions and frame rate issues. <laughs> Puyo Puyo Tetris is also so PS4? Do I, yeah. I don't. I don't have any consoles. When fucking Luke told me why Puyo Puyo Tetris was never going to be on PC... My, my my asshole burst into fucking but flames. Did, 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 didn't Ubisoft also hold the Tetris license on console? That wasn't that the same reason why it took this long for that to come I, out on console? I think it. I think it is. I'll need to look into it. But it's, Ubisoft is the reason, apparently, and just um because yeah. mm. they they put out that really shitty version of Tetris on the that, PS4 and yeah yeah and they put it out on the PC too and it right. was still it was still. Fucking garbage. How do you fuck up Tetris? Um, I mean, I mean, this is just gonna be us doing the whole fucking the Jim, Jim Sterling, Sterling video. Yeah. Again. yeah. But like, but for real, how do you fuck how do you up Tetris? Fuck up Tetris. All right, we're gonna cl- bring this to a close because this is wildly. I'm so I got so pissed. It's okay. you know how fucking it's awesome. Poyo Poyo Tetris. It's looks? very good. Yeah. That good. game looks amazing. It's very Actually, fun. Uh, can can we talk about one one quick thing? Okay. Uh, that's actually vaguely sort of Power Rangers related. Uh huh. So something that just got added to Netflix that uh, Daniel on the Facebook group pointed out. Yeah, yeah, I saw this. There's, there's a Korean cartoon called Mini Force. Yeah, uh, and apparently what it is is this. I guess this girl has like these four cartoon animal companions, and like they're 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 cutesy animals, and like so that's that's kid show appeal number one. Kid Show Appeal number two is they turn into basically Power Rangers. But they're also Transformers. 
So they're they're animals that turn into robot vehicles that are that are color coded and can form into one thing. It's every cartoon mashed into one thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they 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 are they are cute fuzzy animals that are also Power Rangers that are also cars that are also robots. <laughs> what's it's, the what's it called again? Mini Force. And it's on Netflix. I'll have to check. Yeah, I bet I it's really bad. It. It's oh. probably not good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but but fuck me. Like that's that's just someone just went, "You know what?" Fuck it. All the kid things, just do them all at once. That's pretty funny. All right, let's end this. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, check out any of the, or you can send us a message at any of the places I listed earlier. Go check out um, audioentropy.com and check out all our other cool podcasts. Uh, oh, and... also, big, big thing. Big, big thing. Okay. Uh, go to at audioentropy on Twitter. The pinned tweet is a link to our fan Discord that listener Chelsea put together. Yes. And yep. it's a lot of fun. Some of us chat there. Uh, other listeners to, of the network hang out there. It's a good time. Yeah. So check that out too. And uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, oh, uh, I guess one thing, if you're actually, if you're one of the like 18 people who are watching me and Joel's playthrough of Persona 4, it's hey. on hold because he went to go uh, right. visit our friend Jules in Australia. So that's why, but it should be back to its normal schedule. I, I mean, uh, the only challenge I'm going to throw your way now is to put a, put out another single episode before I finish the game. <laughs> I have maybe about 12 hours left of the game to go, so that's the challenge I put I'm going to be done right that now. we're going to be done that game in 2020. So oh, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> All right, that's yeah, going to do maybe, it for maybe us. Maybe just in time for Persona 6 to be announced. <laughs> sure, but not but not out. God no. No, uh, definitely not out. So that's going to do it for also, us. Also, it was kind of funny seeing uh, Joel realize that echidnas are real. <laughs> Did he not know they were real? I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. I, he might have been joking, but I honestly can't tell. <laughs> I mean, they don't look anything like Knuckles, that's for fucking sure, but whatever. I don't think anyone in Japan knew what an echidna looks like. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. At 14 Years with Attitude, I've been Zach. I have been Mike. I've been Simone. And I've been Matt. And may the power protect you always. Then tell me, Maria, why I see her dancing there, why her smoldering eyes still scorch my soul. I feel her, I see her, the sun caught in her rays.